Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is good, everybody? Welcome to, it's not bully ball, let's call it a 49ers therapy session here on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. Uh, Jason Aponte was supposed to do a show today. Unfortunately, his daughter is sick, so he had to go handle that. No worries. I will be here with a live call-in show for you. I tweeted out the link. Please click it. Join us. I tweeted it out at Stats on Fire and also uh, at GSN49ers. So click it if you want to join the show. Let's talk. Obviously, we have a lot to talk about after the 49ers got absolutely whooped by the Baltimore Ravens 33 to 19. We will get to all of it. We will get to my defense of Kyle Shanahan's game plan, which I think he deserves to be defended. We'll get to the problems with Brock Purdy, the overreactions, the hot takes, all of that stuff. Cause trust me, I got some thoughts and feelings and forgive my voice. Cause it's starting to go on me, unfortunately. So it might be a little bit of a shorter show today, but trust me, we will get to all of it. 49ers obviously lose. Not a fun day today, right? You got to eat it. You just have to listen. Everybody talk crap about your team. As I warned you before the game, I said, if Brock has a bad game, the takes are coming out. And boy, are they coming out. He was bad. He's a fraud. Jason PDSI, YouTube channel member, shout out to you, says, I overreacted. I called Brock Brock a fraud. Mailed it in on the Super Bowl chances. Now I think we'll be fine. Take a deep breath. You're going to hear a lot of that today. You're already hearing it now, I'm sure. Pay it no mind. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. It happens. It happens to the best of us, okay? It, it, young quarterbacks are going to go through it. All of them. Good young quarterbacks. Bad young quarterbacks. It doesn't matter. 
They are all going to go through it. And if you checked out 49ers and five, our uh, daily 49ers update that we post here on the YouTube channel and in podcast form, I had a stat for you that I pointed out that I hope will make people feel better. But it's to point out that four interception games, while they suck, happen to even the greatest of the great. Tom Brady had six games with four picks. Peyton Manning had six games with four picks. Peyton Manning even had a game with six interceptions himself. Dan Marino had two games with four interceptions. Drew Brees had some. Joe Montana had one. It happens to even the elite best of the best guys that you would take as your quarterback any day of the week. It is going to happen. So if if you believed in Brock Purdy, I'm telling you, continue believing in him. Don't let this one game make you disbelieve. That would be a mistake because it's a small sample. And look, he got owned last night. He was confused. He was pressured. He was just not quite as sharp on a lot of his passes, especially over the middle. As we saw, some passes got intercepted. It happens. It absolutely happens. Uh, Zaredin says, happy affiliate anniversary. Thank you. Watching on Twitch. It's my Twitch affiliate anniversary. I appreciate that. We love the whole Twitch audience. Feel free to follow us there. GSN49ers on Twitch. Uh, Sinan, YouTube channel member, says, I got the feeling on the first drive that Kyle Shanahan wanted to show everyone that Brock Purdy should win the MVP. It backfired just slightly. Okay, let's get to that thought. And I see um, another thought from Violent XRP. Why did Kyle Shanahan not run the ball? And I just want to point out to people, to me, the issue was not that they weren't running the ball enough. The issue was that Brock kept giving it to the other team. I said it last night on the Instant Reaction Show. The 49ers in the first half had 231 yards. So they were moving the ball down the field. I get that, obviously, they turned it over and that's not good. But Kyle didn't know that they were going to turn it over. Obviously, if he had known, maybe he would have run the ball. But what they were doing offensively was working. They just needed their quarterback to stop giving it to the other team. I think it's that simple. I really do. I mean, yes, they could have run the ball more, but they didn't lose the game because they didn't run the ball. They lost the game because they threw interceptions. If they didn't throw interceptions and they kept passing, they would have been fine. It was just the fact that the interceptions happened, and they're big, and they count, and I get all of that. But I don't think Kyle was totally wrong to come out with the game plan. He did, based on the fact that they were moving the ball up and down the field. It really just snowballed on them in the third quarter. You you know, I was at halftime of this game. I was sitting there saying, you know what? Like, we're okay. We've played a terrible first half, but we're only down by four points. We're getting the ball first in the second half. We can come back on this thing. One good drive and we're in the lead. It was kind of like, it reminded me of the Eagles game where the Niners, remember they had negative six yards in the first quarter. And I was sitting there saying, We've held them to two field goals, one touchdown drive, which ended up happening to Brandon Ayuk, and the Niners were in the lead despite playing terribly. That's where they were at halftime of this game last night. Unfortunately, literally nothing went right from them after halftime, right out of the jump, right? The Niners get the ball first, and what happens? They go three and out. And by the way, what first play on that drive? They ran the ball. Christian McCaffrey only gained a yard. On second and nine, they completed a pass to Kittle for four. And on third down, uh, Brock Purdy tried to hit Willie Sneed over the middle, incomplete, and the Niners have to punt. And not only do they get a false start before the punt, this was a friggin' trifecta, right? False start before the punt, Wisnowski punts 57 yards, but the Ravens get a 23-yard return, and then Wisnowski hits the damn guy laid out of bounds, 15-yard penalty. 
So the, now you push Baltimore all the way to the 49ers 44-yard line. Three plays later, they score a touchdown. So now it's 23 to 12, and you're like, damn. Not only did we blow a chance to take the lead, now we're down multiple scores. And then the Niners get the ball back, still in it. Going to be an uphill battle, but still in it. And then first play of that drive, Brock throws an interception. And then the first play of the Ravens drive, they throw a touchdown. And all of a sudden, there's 11 minutes and 49 seconds left in the third quarter, and it's 30 to 12 Ravens. And the game was over at that point. Niners were cooked. So it absolutely snowballed. They were right there. Everything they wanted was there for them to start the second half, and it just completely, completely got away from them. Unfortunate, but, you know, that's how it happens. Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. If it's, if it's, if it's you, AC, shout out to you. Mario says, super disappointed, but everything that we want is still ahead of us. Go 49ers, go. There's a weird thing happening with our audience here, and I love it. We have people that have names from TV shows that I grew up with as a kid watching. Mario Lopez here with this comment. We're Corey Matthews is another person that frequents the, the shows that I see in the in the comment section from Boy Meets World. Like, what is happening here? Why does everybody have the same name as these shows that I grew up watching? Anyway, it's just kind of weird. Mario, what is it like going through life with that name? That's what I want to know. Hit us up in the chat. Uh, let's get to some more comments. Cubs3EB says, I'm fine with this loss because we need two wins to wrap up the number one seed, and I really didn't want them going lacy for the Rams game. Well, that was another point I made, right? Let's keep a little perspective. They win two, these last two, they're the number one seed. Everything they want is within their grasp. They are the best team in the, you know, they're favored to be the best team in the NFC, maybe favored to win the Super Bowl. You would have taken exactly where the 49ers will be, right? You would have said, beginning of the year, we could be the number one seed in the NFC going into the playoffs, we get the ball. Yeah, of course I would take that. So don't freak out about this loss. They can still handle their business um afterwards kyle shanahan had a message for the team i don't think it's queued up totally right but take a listen to kyle after the game we like to have back the other three i think we're unfortunate um, we played a good team didn't play our best football today and that's what happens um, we lost a game that we really wanted to win um, we knew this was a big one our guys are real disappointed tonight um they should be um but when it comes down to it uh, we're still in the same situation that we were before the game started, and we got to take care of our business, and that's why it's all right to be upset tonight. We put a lot into that and didn't get out of it what we expected to, but uh, we got to make sure we're ready for Washington when they come back on Wednesday, and um, coaches will be in there tomorrow, but short week, we'll keep them away and make sure we got a game plan ready for them. So there you go. Sorry to cut you off there, Kyle. That was his message after the game. Everything we want is still there, and I totally agree with him. Let's drill down on some of the actual Brock interceptions. Uh, Cubs 3ED says, Brock's picks, only the first was a true pick. The rest had tips and bad luck involved. I wrote for our website, goldstandardniners.com, which you can go check out now. The grades for this game are up there, goldstandardniners.com. I'm not going to hand wave away the interceptions, right? Brock threw four picks. Were they all his fault? Were there some contacts there? Yes, but ultimately you're responsible. The ball leaves your hands. It ended up in the hands of the other team four times. Can't have that. You can't have that. Whether the interception is tipped or not, it still counts, right? Bad game out of Brock. Bad decisions out of Brock. The first one especially was really bad. Like I said, he was confused and he was off target. And that is a bad way to go through life as a quarterback. Confused and off target. So I, I don't. I'm not freaking out over the one bad game, but I also am not hand-waving it away. It just was a bad night, and that sucks. After the game, 
Brock talked about, you know, needing to be better. He looked a little, you know, he looked upset and he should be. He talked about how he feels like he let the team down and he absolutely should be. I'll get to a comment from Brock afterwards, but I'm just seeing this comment from Tim Johnson. Rob, how can you be so upbeat? They've been blown out by every single top AFC team they have played the last two years. Bengals, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. Here's why. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect what would happen in the Super Bowl matchup, right? The Patriots were undefeated, undefeated, and they had beaten the Giants at the end of the regular season. And what happened? They went into that game against the Giants and lost. It's a one-game situation. Anything can happen. Just because you beat a team or lose to a team in the regular season doesn't mean you're going to beat them in the playoffs, right? Look at 2021. Niners whooped the Rams twice in the regular season. What happened in the NFC Championship game? The Rams won the game. So one does not have anything to do with the other. Would you like them to play a little better than the AFC? Yeah, okay. Great. But they haven't. But that doesn't mean they can't in the Super Bowl. That The, the two are not connected. And so that's why I think I'm a little more positive than some people. And look, God knows, you all know I can get negative at times. And if they lose to the commanders next week, I will crush them and I will be furious. You will see a different Rob Guerrero there for sure. But right now we're not there yet. We are not there yet. So I'm not going to go all in and kill them. It was not a good effort. It was a bad game by everybody all around. I'm not, you know, I'm not ignoring that. I want to acknowledge that they got their ass kicked. And that's never fun. But they also had won six straight games. They're also still the best team in the NFC. They can also still get the bye if they handle their business the last two weeks. Both of those things can be true. And until they are not true, I'm going to try and be upbeat and positive. I'm going to try. Now, uh, I want to get to the Brock Purdy clip after the game. Here was Brock talking about, you know, how he has to bounce back. And again, forgive me, I didn't have this totally queued up. I, I should have done that before the show, but you'll get the general idea. Uh, something I got to learn from in the hard way. Rob, what do you do to shake this off? Yeah, um, I mean, it's the NFL. You know, um, we have some opportunities coming up, and uh, we still got two games left in the regular season before we get in the playoffs. And so for me, um, trying to look at the big picture of what we're trying to do, what our team goals are. Um, but at the same time, man, I have to look myself in the mirror and, and ask myself why or how that happened and why I made those decisions. And so um, our team came ready to play. And, um, you know, for me to make some decisions like that, um, it pains me, you know, and it's not fair to these guys. So I have to realize that and understand that. And um, I have to get better for my team. So. So that was Brock after the game, obviously very conciliatory, upset through career high four interceptions, he should be upset. One thing he would go on to say later in the press conference was that he felt like he started to press a little bit, that after he made some bad plays early on, he felt like, I got to make up for it. I got to, you know, sort of go above and beyond and make a play and kind of force something to happen. And when you do that, a lot of times you can get into trouble. And I think specifically you can get into trouble if you're a player like Brock, who relies more on anticipatory throws, more on ball placement than velocity and things like that. It's harder for Brock to jam throws into super tight windows because he doesn't have that kind of arm. He doesn't have that kind of arm talent. And so when you, if you get into trying to force things and make things happen, instead of taking what the defense gives you, you can get into trouble. And Brock has been very good at taking what's there. And he's been very good at maximizing what is there. I think he, you know, look, it snowballed on him. 
he got a little out of his rhythm, out of his comfort zone. He tried to force things and play outside of himself. And when you do that, even if you are a great player, it can lead to what we saw. And that's absolutely a learning experience for him. And hopefully, like he said, he can take it and realize it and adjust from this. And, and I'm telling you, if we were to talk to quarterbacks, other quarterbacks, they would have games like this and moments like this. I'm Trust me, it happens to everybody. I'm old enough to remember. In 1994, the Niners got stomped by the Eagles, and George Seifert took Steve Young out of the game. And Steve Young said, hey, I wanted to fight him. Like, you look like you're blaming me. But it was like, hey, it was a bad game. You were getting banged up. I took you out to protect you. Same thing happened. Niners had a Swiss cheese offensive line. Kyle didn't want to put Brock back in. And that's it. You just take this loss and you move on. And look at the 49ers get the number one seed and advance in the playoffs. Nobody's going to care about this game against Baltimore. That's the other thing to keep in mind. Seems big right now, but it won't in a couple weeks if the 49ers handle their business. Now, if they don't, then, of course, it, it becomes a bigger game. But they have the opportunity to minimize it. The Niners have the opportunity to make this a speed bump and not a pothole that derails their entire season. Uh, let's see. Lima, 685. It's his first Christmas Day game. It was a nerve-wracking game. He was a little, yeah, I, I think he got a little rattled a little bit. He's a human being. Like, that happens. I know we like to think that Brock never gets rattled no matter what's going on. He's a human being. I think he was a little rattled and it's totally normal. He's got to go through that. If he's ever going to get to a position where he's not rattled by that stuff, a position where he remains calm through all that stuff, you got to go through the fire. You got to go through adversity. The only way out is through. And this is one of those nights where you're just going to have to take that. And hopefully he can build on it. Um, let's see a lot of people in the chat still upset. Uh, let's see. Modelo time 1999 says during the three game losing streak, he started the press. Apparently he didn't learn from it. Well, don't forget one of those games. Moody missed the kick at the end of the game where, which would have won them the game. So you could say he was starting to press, but he did his job. The kicker didn't do his job. So that's, you know, I don't want to put that totally on Brock again. He's going to lose games. Like when quarterbacks have bad games and when quarterbacks lose games, their stats generally look like this, right? A lot of turnovers, not a lot of big completions, off-target passes. That's generally what their stats look like in games like this. That that There's a reason you lose games. When your quarterback doesn't play well, you lose. And so that's why the stats look like this. I mean, hell, Patrick Mahomes just lost the game where the opponent didn't complete a pass after the first quarter. So, you know, I'm telling you, it happens. Um, I see we got a new YouTube channel member. Shout out to you. Yeah, Frankie is a new YouTube channel member. We appreciate it. Thank you, Frankie. If you want to become a YouTube channel member, it's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis. You get membership badges. You get priority comment response. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Shout out to all our YouTube channel members. If you want to pay an extra dollar per month, you can get early access to 49ers and 5, our daily news update that comes out every morning. You'll get access as soon as it's finished the night before rather than having to wait the following day. If you so choose, no pressure. And oh, by the way, if you want, I will give you a follow on, on X or Twitter or whatever you want to talk about. It. If you want. If you don't want it, don't worry about it. Uh, Mario Lopez says, although we share the same name, I was not named after AC Slater, saved by the bell, Mario Lopez. We actually were born in the same year. I was really down, but then I saw you and Levin afterwards. Now I feel much better. Good. I hope that we can provide that kind of service for you. And again, I know I'm Mr. You know, emotional reaction guy. And I will be at the 49ers keep losing. But right now is not the time for that. Let's just be calm. Let's try to be rational here. There'll be time to explode if necessary when it happens. 
Don't worry. We'll still get there if it happens, but it hasn't happened yet. So let's not go there yet. Um, a lot of people arguing about Brock in the chat. Uh, Moody for tech says it's not the point that he loses games. It's how he loses them. His weaknesses show those weaknesses mean no Super Bowl. Weaknesses generally show up in losses again, and no player has everything, right? There's no player that's perfect in all things. Every player has weaknesses. As a defense, you try to get the opposing team to have to beat you in the areas where they are weak. And I think the Ravens did a good job of that last night. So that's what happens. That doesn't mean he can't win a Super Bowl. Like what? They lost to the Ravens, so he can't win a Super Bowl? Like, what are we talking about here? Again, the 49ers had just won six straight games where they were blowing opponents out by at least 12 points every single week. I didn't hear anybody saying Brock Purdy couldn't win a Super Bowl then. But now they lose one game to the Ravens, and all of a sudden we're jumping off the ship here? That doesn't make any sense to me. It's not logical. So I I just, I think that what I said was going to happen is happening. People were waiting in the grass, waiting in the tall grass, waiting for Brock Purdy to have a bad game. None of the wins mattered, right? None of that stuff. No equity was built up by Brock Purdy at all. It was None of his wins count, but his losses count, right? Oh, his losses count. Look, his arm is not good. This proves it. It doesn't make sense. Those people were just waiting for a chance for Brock Purdy to lose so they could come out and say that, and that's fine. If you want to take your victory lap today, great. I don't know why you would take a victory lap with two weeks left to go in the regular season when the 49ers are going to the playoffs. They are the division champ, and they very well could be the number one seed. But sure, take your victory lap now. Congratulations. I mean, again, you can't fix lack of size and lack of arm strength. He was competing for the MVP before this game. He was leading the league in touchdown passes before this game. Arm strength wasn't hurting him then. Lack of size wasn't hurting him then. But again, one bad game, and it's, see, I told you so, I'm Brock Purdy. See, I told you so, ha, ha gotcha. See, those people are always going to be there. They're always going to be there because of Brock's draft position. They're always going to be there because of the play caller that Brock has. They're always going to be there because of the teammates that Brock has, and the defense, by the way. You're never going to get over that if you're Brock. So you got to just put that out of your mind. You just forget it. People are going to say what they are going to say. It doesn't matter. Even if he wins his Super Bowl. It's not going to matter because you know what they're going to say? Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. That's what they're going to say. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to convince those people. That is not the goal if you're Brock Purdy. You don't have to convince everybody. All you got to do is win. And say what you want. Brock has been winning relentlessly since he became a starter. And he has been a big part of it. Contrary to what people will lead you to believe. He has been a big part of it. So. We just have to deal with that. I, I, I'm i not going to freak out about what, what some people are saying. Modelo Time 1999 says it's going to come down to the Rams game for home field, a desperate Rams team. I don't love that. I'm not going to lie. I wish that they could have won this week, or yesterday so that they could lock up their business against Washington next week, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Nothing we can do about it now. Just handle your business from this point going forward. You should be able to beat Washington. God knows they can't protect their quarterback. They're in a lost year with a coach who's going to get fired. Handle that. I don't care that it's a short week. I don't care that it's an um, early body clock game. Deal with it if you're the 49ers. Deal with it. Handle your business and then go into week 18 at home against a team that you have handled in your career. Is it going to be a challenge? Yes. 
But that's the position you put yourself in now, right? You had the three-game losing streak. You lost this game. It sucks, but if you're the team we think you are, you're going to be able to do it. And I think the 49ers are, and I think that they will. I absolutely think that they will. Uh, how about some positivity? Kalsman, watching on YouTube, says Purdy is only the third 49ers quarterback to ever get over 4,000 yards. Montana, Garcia, and Purdy. Yeah, that was kind of lost because he had such a terrible game. But shout out to you, Brock Purdy. If I had told you in July, right, when we didn't know what the hell was going to happen with Brock Purdy, we didn't know if he was ever going to be able to play again. We didn't know if he was going to be back week one, week 10, week eight. We had no clue. If I told you then that in week 17 or going into week 17, Brock Purdy would have 4,050 yards, 29 passing touchdowns, and 11 interceptions, would you have taken that? I know I would have. I would have been overjoyed with that. We have not had that level of quarterback play in San Francisco since Steve Young, really. I mean, Jeff Garcia, I guess, had over 4,000 yards too. But I think Brock is playing better than Jeff Garcia ever has. We would have taken that in July. Hell, I would have taken it in August. I would have taken it in September, October. I'll still take it right now. I will absolutely still take it right now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I know there's people out there saying, well, you know, look, Brock has 11 interceptions and he's got the fewest pass attempts. Okay. He had four last night. It was one bad game. I think it's inflating the total. It makes it look worse than it is. It's not like he's throwing interceptions every single week. He had a lot of weeks with no interceptions. Unfortunately, he had four last night. So that's how it looks. But I, I think, again, we just need to zoom out, take a deep breath, have some perspective. It's a great year from Brock Purdy, and it's not over. And like I said, everything is there for the 49ers. And guess what? If Brock has a, a good game against Washington, you know what people are going to say? So what? It's Washington. Doesn't count. Doesn't matter. It's just, okay. Like, all right. But again, you don't have to convince those people. There's going to be trolls like Patel, who's in the chat, trolling everybody. Oh, they're one and three against the AFC North. It's okay. They're, they may not ever have to play the NFC North again this season. How about that? Like, you're sitting there worried about that. Who knows who they're going to have to play? Maybe it'll be the Bills. Maybe it'll be the Chiefs. We have no idea. Maybe it'll be the, I don't know. Maybe it'll be the Dolphins, right? We don't know. So, again, we're sitting here in week 16 worrying about things that I don't think necessarily we need to worry about at this point. If it comes up later down the road, okay. Uh, Batman 29 says, if you can't beat Washington and the Rams, you don't deserve to be Super Bowl champs. Sorry, not sorry. That's fair. Again, this is the position that they put themselves in. And, and we, I believe they are a great team. I think they're a historically great team, to be honest with you. 
but they still need to handle their business. And they absolutely do. And look, there have been teams that have gone into the playoffs on losing streaks and done well. There have been teams, hell, the 49ers went into the playoffs last year on a 10-game winning streak and didn't win the Super Bowl. So we've seen we've seen all kinds. We've seen all types. Uh, I want to get back to this game specifically because I feel like I haven't talked about it enough. But please keep the comments coming. Again, if you want to join the show and we can actually talk, I would love to have you call in and join the show. I tweeted at the link, at Stats on Fire, uh, at GSN49ers. Please, please feel free to join. I would love to have a, you know, an actual two-way conversation. Just looking at the rest of the box score totals, Christian McCaffrey, we should give a little love to. 14 carries, 103 yards, and a touchdown in the game. Also caught six passes for 28 yards. Christian McCaffrey has gone over 100 yards from scrimmage in eight straight for the 49ers. That is a franchise record. And you're talking about a franchise with Jerry Rice, and Terrell Owens, and a ton of great offensive players. And Christian McCaffrey is doing things for this team that no one has ever done. He is a historically great player, having a historically great season, 21 touchdowns now. It's going to be forgotten because they lost, but it shouldn't be because he's a freaking, he's amazing. He is a monster, and I love that he's here. Uh, Matthew Rowley says, LMAO, the assumption that this team is going to play any more AFC teams is hilarious. They aren't even going to beat the Rams in Week 18. We'll see. And you know what? If they lose to the Rams in week 18, they're still in the playoffs. They could still make the Super Bowl. So again, yes, we want the number one seed. All of this stuff is true. I'm there with you. I totally agree. But also, we got to play the games. We can't assume anything. We have to play the games. I thought the 49ers had the best team in 2012. I thought the 49ers had the best team in 2019. They didn't win the Super Bowl either time. You don't have to be the best team in the regular season to win the Super Bowl. And if you are the best team in the regular season, it doesn't guarantee that you win the Super Bowl. Again, those two things are not related. But we are in this. We got to talk about something for the week, right? So this is the cycle that we're in. This is what happens when you lose. You know, back when I was producing national football shows for Pro Football Talk for NBC, these are the weeks that would suck because I would have to plan a whole show around this game because that's the biggest game of the week, certainly. And it's obviously the most recent. So you're going to talk about that as well. And it was like, uh, you're going to dig up sound bites of the other team talking about you and your team talking about the loss. And it was like, it was a great job. And I always loved it. And I always will. But it's much, much better when your team wins. Trust me from personal experience, especially obviously big games like that. And then, of course, the Super Bowl in 2012 and 2019 was like, death it was like torture having to relive that for four hours the next day every day but yeah king joser youtube channel member what's up appreciate you appreciate everybody uh let's see cal's man says the ravens were playing the past kyle's game plan seemed to be passed first it fed right into the ravens we should have done what we always do run the ball to open play action i know a lot of people are saying that again i think the niners were moving the ball through the air it wasn't that they couldn't move the ball they kept turning it over, but they were going up and down the field. So you can say that I, I think the game plan was right. Kyle's game plan was working. You just your quarterback can't turn the damn ball over. And, and if they run the ball and McCaffrey fumbles, you were saying you, you would say, well, they should have passed the ball. So I feel like we're judging that based on the result and we're not judging the process. And that's that's the part I disagree with. If you think so. OK. Uh, Kurt, the chameleon is saying something a lot of people are saying keeps this loss keeps perspective it's good to be humbled sometimes 
Yes, but we thought the 49ers kind of went through that already, right? With the three-game losing streak, that's what they had told us. Like, they learned their lesson, all that stuff. They had told us that that lesson had already taken place. Sometimes I think we say, oh, it's good to get humbled as a way to kind of comfort ourselves when the team loses, but I think that's a lesson they should have learned already. And if they didn't, shame on them, to be honest with you, especially because they told us that they learned the lesson. Kurt the Chameleon says, I disagree. Running is what we do have balance. They did. I mean, don't forget, in the first half, Christian McCaffrey had, I think it was 83 yards rushing in the first half. So it's not like they didn't run the ball at all. He had nine carries for 84 yards. And what Kyle said after the game, and and Kittle and other people said too, was like, we would have run the ball more, but our possessions got ended. You know, like, I think when they got into the red zone, especially on that first pick, I think they probably were going to run more. They ran that one pass. Like, let's say that pass was just incomplete instead of uh, intercepted, right? I think the 49ers would have run more after that. Unfortunately, we don't get to see those plays. I don't think that it was never in Kyle's game plan to run. I just think they didn't get the chance to do that because they were turning the damn ball over. Unfortunately. Uh, I like this comment from Kurt. says, I worry about the offensive line. It's scary at this point. It was dicey. It was very dicey at one point last night. The 49ers offensive line was unrecognizable. It was really like, I think that's part of the reason why Kyle didn't want to put Brock in the game because of the offensive line, because Trent Williams was hurt. So he wasn't there. That was obviously very scary. You had Colton McKivitz at left tackle, Banks, Brendel, John Feliciano at right guard, and Spencer Burford, a guard, was playing tackle. And then Aaron Banks went down, and so even he was out. So you were down multiple starters. You were down four out of the five starters on the offensive line. Cluster injuries will kill you, and it's hurt them at defensive tackle recently, and now it's hurting on the offensive line, and the offensive line was not super strong to begin with. So we got to wait and see. Kyle Shanahan has a conference call. They just updated the time. Let's see. It's 10 a.m. Pacific. Oh, so it already happened, it looks like. I apologize. I didn't even see that. They updated the schedule. I hadn't checked my email. Let me take a look and see what, uh, what I can see. If you noticed anything in the chat about it, hit me up. We can talk about it. Kyle Shanahan had no updates on Brock Purdy, Trent Williams, and others who were injured. He did provide an update on the players who missed Monday's game. Juwan Jennings is still in the protocol. Eric Armstead is in the same situation as last week, so he's going to rehab. That's that's a dicey situation. Ross Dwelly, the hope is that he'll return to practice. Elijah Mitchell should be full go. Yippee, he'll be out in two plays anyway. And Oren Burks is expected back at practice. So that is the injury update from Kyle Shanahan. The Armstead thing worries me. I don't like that. You know, that that plantar fasciitis that he has is a dicey thing. It can flare up at any time, as we have seen. And it's it's just the kind of thing where it's incredibly, incredibly painful. And it stinks. And it's just a chronic thing that he's going to have to deal with for his whole career now, really. Um, and I just hope that he can get back for the playoffs because they really, really did miss him. Although I will say... I thought the Niners did a decent job against Lamar running the ball. He had the one conversion on, I think it was like third and 16 at the end of the first half where he had a 30 yard gain and they got the first down, but that wasn't as bad as you think because it chewed up so much of the clock that the Ravens didn't have time to attempt another play for a touchdown. And they were going to get a field goal anyway, because they have Justin Tucker and he's the best kicker of all time. So the fact that Lamar converted on that play didn't hurt as much because they were already going to get a field goal. And if you, Look at all Lamar's running plays after that play. He only had six carries for 15 yards. 
he didn't hurt them as a scrambler last night. Where Lamar hurt the 49ers was using his legs to buy time and extend the play and threaten the defense with the run when actually he was passing the ball downfield. They had a lot of passes on scramble drills, a lot of wide open guys that were able to run after the catch. That's really where Lamar, Lamar hurt the Niners the way Brock Purdy has hurt teams when he used his legs. Extend the play, get out of the pocket, find somebody downfield who uncovers. That's where Lamar hurt the 49ers. It wasn't just the, it wasn't uh, scrambling, even though he did have that one big play. So that was one thing I wanted to point out. Even without Armstead, they still did an okay job. But those injury updates are not good. I don't love that from Kyle Shanahan. Um, asked about punt return options while Ray Ray McLeod is out. Kyle Shanahan mentioned Kyle Juszczyk, Christian McCaffrey, and Brandon Ayuk. Willie Sneed is also an option. Yeah, Ronnie Bell had another fumble. I think we've seen the end of Ronnie Bell returning kicks, and we should. Um, Ray Ray has to miss at least one more game uh, because he's on IR. So he cannot be back next week against Washington. But the Niners have not been good on punt returns with ball security, and they've gotten away with it because all the fumbles have gone out of bounds or they've been recovered. Excuse me. I just need a drink here again. I'm losing my voice. I apologize. Andy Moore said, LMAO, he has Brock Purdy and using his legs in the same sentence. Yeah, Brock does use his legs. He doesn't use it to scramble and gain yards on the ground, but he uses them to extend plays. thousand percent he does. And if you don't think so, you just aren't watching the games. I watch the games every week. He absolutely does. So I don't know why you would think that. Um, lots of comments about the 49ers just <laughs> getting whooped. And they did. They got whooped. It's okay to say. Like, we don't always have to explain it away with context. And, well, it wasn't that bad because of the... it was bad. Straight up bad. Like, bad, 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 bad. That's okay. That doesn't mean this. they aren't the team you think they are. That doesn't mean they can't be the team you think and hope that they will be. Two of those things can be true. I know that's something we really, really struggle with, but two of those things can be true. I'm just checking Twitter. Let's see. Jeff Dini is posting. Interesting splits from Brock Purdy last night. Short passes, zero to nine yards downfield. He was just four of 14 for 29 yards with three interceptions. Intermediate passes, 10 to 19 yards downfield. Brock was nine of 11 for 215 yards with an interception and a passer rating of 80.9. So really where the Ravens clamped down was the short passes. So they basically didn't let Brock hit the gimmies. And when he had to throw down the field, he was successful. But three interceptions when throwing zero to nine yards downfield. That's not Brock Purdy. That's a bad night from Brock Purdy. To me, that tells him that tells me he was confused. He was late on some things and he was inaccurate. And again, like I said earlier, that's not a good combination. Definite learning experience for Brock, 100%. And, there, you know, if if he is the quarterback we think he is, he will learn from this, and he will get better, and he will adjust, and he'll remember and study and all that stuff. And I'm sure he's watched the film. If he hasn't watched it by now, I'd be stunned. He's probably watched it multiple times by now. And it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts going forward. You know, I've I've talked about this earlier in the year. There are still things we don't know about Brock. And we have to learn. And the only way to learn him is to go through it. Steve Young has talked about it on KMBR. Even Brock doesn't know how Brock's going to respond to this because he hasn't gone through it. You just have to go through these things as a player. And then we'll find out. Do you, let me ask, I'll ask the chat. Chat, do you not think that Brock Purdy will bounce back from this? Do you just think Brock Purdy is going to go into a shell and that's it? You think the league has just figured him out? I think he's 
going to be all right. I think he'll bounce back. I hope he does. Um, I saw a chat. Let's see. Yeah, okay. People are saying that Kyle didn't give much on the injury updates. I feel like he does that on purpose. Like he knows the com. First of all, he moved the conference call up earlier in the day. So it's like he didn't want to know about the injuries. So he moved the conference call up so he could say, oh, we don't have any updates. Kyle likes to do that. He does not like to talk about injuries. So uh, let's see a couple more trolls in the chat. This is another thing. Christopher Bahina. Bahena. I apologize if I say your name wrong, Christopher. That's not intentional. Brock Purdy acting like the seventh round pick. That's another thing you're going to hear, right? Again, all this stuff is going to resurface. It is okay. Pay it. No mind. Let people troll. Let people have their fun. The Niners have been crowned for the whole year, pretty much, right? Everybody's been saying the Niners are so good. They're so much better than everybody else. Other teams, fan bases, and players, they're sick of it. They're sick of hearing that. So this week, they're going to eat. They are going to get fat and happy on ripping the 49ers, and that's okay. Again, it doesn't matter. That's okay. They can say all that stuff. They can say whatever they want. It doesn't have any bearing on the rest of the season. It absolutely doesn't. Niners all damn day says Lamar will Lamar in the playoffs. He has not looked as good in the playoffs, and that may happen too. That may happen. Again, we don't know who the 49ers are going to play. If they get to the Super Bowl, they may never have to face Lamar. They may never have to face anybody in the AFC North. Long way to go. Brian B says the Ravens fans have no class. Don't say that. Like, they have a right to enjoy the win. They do. And look, the Ravens heard all the trash talk from the media, all the, everybody picking the 49ers. Clearly, the Ravens heard it. They said they heard it. They talked about it. They deserve to enjoy the win. That's fine. That's fine. Let them. We were dunking on the Eagles after the game, right? We were dunking on the Cowboys. We were doing the same thing. So uh, I'm not going to get on them too much. No one said anything personally about Brock or, or anything like that. They were just happy that they won. Andy Moore says the only people who said the 49ers were good are the 49ers. Okay, Andy. <laughs> I can see the trolling. Abby. Yeah, no one said 49ers were not number one in anybody's power rankings before that game. No, no one said the 49ers were good. Nobody thought they were good. They thought they were all total frauds. Yeah. Like what? Come on. Clearly, you have nothing better to do than just troll us, and that's fine. Uh, King Joseph says Vegas still has the Niners on top two in the Super Bowl. I actually haven't checked the odds. I wonder if I can check them really quick. Let's see if I can bring up the old DraftKings sports book. Uh, let's see. Scrolling, scrolling. Is it futures? Is that where it is? Super Bowl. Yep. Niners still have the best odds. Plus 225 to win the Super Bowl. The Ravens are next at plus 350. Followed by the Dolphins, plus 750, then the Eagles and Chiefs at plus 800, then the Cowboys at plus 1,000. So in case you don't know, uh, the Niners are plus 225. That means if you bet $100, you win $225. So, And those are the best odds of anybody, by the way. So Vegas still says the Niners are the best team with the best chance to win the Super Bowl. I wonder if that will, I imagine that would probably change if they don't get the number one seed. But what I think Vegas is telling you now is, they think the 49ers will get the number one seat. And I do too. I still think the 49ers are going to handle their business. So again, Niners one, Ravens plus 350 at number two, then Dolphins, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys. Bills are way down at plus 1,200. That's a little surprising. That might not be the worst thing in the world if you had a little extra coin. Maybe you plunk a little down on Buffalo just because it's plus 1,200. Those odds are really good. Uh, nobody else really has anything worth betting. Dallas is plus 1,000, but let's be honest. We don't have any faith in the Cowboys to win, do we? I don't think so. Uh, let's continue to check the chat here. 
Strawberry reacts. How are the Eagles that high up? They almost lost to the Giants yesterday. Yeah, they they won. So you got, you know, they they won the game. And there's no style points in the NFL. You win the Super Bowl by one point. They give you the Super Bowl trophy just like anybody else, right? But yeah, they don't inspire confidence right now. Uh, Andrew Davis says the Niners also lead to FanDuel odds at plus 240. So I guess then bet FanDuel, right? If you think the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl, if they're plus 225 with DraftKings and plus 240 at FanDuel, bet plus 240. Better odds. You win more money. Adrian Gutierrez says, I think the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl in the AFC. The AFC playoffs are going to be tough, man. It is going to be a battle. And we have Dolphins-Ravens next week. How big is that game going to be? That's obviously for the number one seed uh, in the AFC. That's going to be, that is to me the game of the week. The fact that that game is at one o'clock, I'm stunned because there's no bigger game next week than Ravens-Eagles. And uh, let me check the quick playoff seeds in the AFC. So Ravens one, Dolphins two at 11 and four. Then the Chiefs are three at nine and six. The Jags are eight and seven, but they've lost like four straight. I think it is. They're terrible. Cleveland is the five seed right now at 10 and five. Then Buffalo at nine and six. Indy at eight and seven is the final playoff spot in the AFC. Yeah, so you would have, let's just assume it holds. You would have Dolphins, Colts in the first round. Then you would have... Chiefs and Bills. Oh, man. How much fun would that be in the AFC? And then Jacksonville and Cleveland would be the 4-5 matchup. But you'd have either Mahomes or Josh Allen getting knocked out in the first round of the AFC playoffs if everything uh, ends up staying the way it is. So, again, like we don't know who the Niners will have to face if they get to the Super Bowl. But let's worry about that when they actually get there. First, worry about finishing this season the right way getting the number one seed, then worry about your playoff matchups, and then we can worry about the Super Bowl. We will get there. Matthew Rowley says, why are you so confident they end up with the number one seed? Because they have to win two games, and they're way better than Washington, and they've beaten the Rams nine straight in the regular season. They have a good beat on the Rams. Ultimately, what makes them so successful against the Rams, I think, is they are flat out more physical. And the gap now, especially now, that the Rams have at quarterback, the advantage that the Rams had at quarterback is less now than it's ever been in the Kyle Shanahan era because that was the real advantage that the Rams had over the Niners was that Stafford was so much better than Jimmy. Stafford is still better than Brock, but it's not by nearly as much. So the Niners have actually closed that gap, and I think they're better just about everywhere else. So, yeah, I am confident that they're going to get the number one seed. And the game's at home, by the way. So, yeah, I am. I think you should be as a 49er fan. Doesn't mean they can just show up and do it. They still have to, you know, play right and take the game seriously and prepare seriously and all that stuff. But I'm still confident. Are you confident? Well, how do you feel, chat? Let me know. Maybe today's not the day to ask that question. But uh, I still feel confident. Frisbee Life on Twitch. Shout out to everybody on Twitch. I love you. Uh, Bills or Ravens seem like the best shot in the AFC. Everyone else is very flawed, like the Chiefs are missing their starting quarterback. Every team is flawed. Every team is flawed. Nobody's good in all areas all the time. So it's how can you hide your flaws? Can the other team force you to have to do the things you're flawed at to win? And how does the game script play out? That's part of it too. You know, the game script for the 49ers last night, as we've talked about a lot of times, did not go in their favor. They got down multiple scores, and then it's very difficult for them to come back. As Especially against a team as good as the Ravens. It's difficult to come back against anybody, but especially against the Ravens. So it got away from them. But I think if they played again, I don't think the game would go that way. 
I absolutely don't. I think if they played again, the 49ers would win, but they don't. I'm not saying that. Like the loss still counts, all that stuff. But, you know, last night in those circumstances, that night at that time, the Ravens were the better team. 100%. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Rick Diaz says, good morning, Rob. Good afternoon. Where should we go from here for the 49ers? Very interested. We got to win the last two games. Yes, they do. <clears throat> Absolutely. And I think they will again. Well, you can't beat Washington. Forget it. I mean, come on. Washington is a disaster, but you got to protect the football. That's the number one thing, because that's the big equalizer against anybody. You turn the football over. You can be beaten by anybody. Do not turn the ball over. If the 49ers have zero turnovers against Washington, they'll win the game. I'll tell you that right now. You can book that. If I don't know anything else about the game, if the 49ers do not turn the ball over against Washington, there is no way Washington beats them. But you got to do it. And will Brock come out? Will Brock be a little shy? Will he be a little hesitant back there? He talked about needing to stay within himself. But also, I think George Kittle had the right attitude after the game. George Kittle was like, dude, keep slinging it. That's why we're here. That's how we got here. Don't back down. Don't shy away. Keep throwing it. And I hope he does. And I think he will. Because Brock in the press conference is very, like, shy and, oh, shucks. And then he gets out on the field and he's banging his chest and doing all that stuff. So I think on the field, he'll still be that guy. The other thing we should point out, you can't give the Ravens 102 yards in penalties. Holy hell. You can't give anybody 102 yards in penalties, but especially the number one seed in the AFC. Tashawn Gibson was terrible. Last night, he had one drive with, I think, three penalties. Very uncharacteristic of him. He hasn't typically done that. Like, again, they just they got outplayed. They weren't sharp. They weren't at their best. Turnovers, penalties, crushers. Just absolutely crushers. Uh, I will say, yeah, the Wisnowski penalty, right, as Brisby Life says on Twitch, just wasn't good. It wasn't an effort from anybody. And it happens. And what matters more is how they respond. Yes, this loss hurt, but because they still have everything in front of them, it's how do you respond? And I think Kyle Shanahan has to walk that line between not panicking, right? Like showing the team you still have faith, you still believe, and you're not being panicked, but also, hey, we can't just show up and win. We need to be on it. We need to be motivated. We need to be focused. We need to be disciplined. So he's got to walk that line this week. And, you know, he's talked a lot this season about, I don't have to say that much to this team because they're a veteran team and stuff like that. You got to say it this week. You have to say it this week. It needs to be explicit. It needs to be said. You don't have to panic. You don't have to yell and scream, 
but you got to look the men in that room in the face and say, we got to be better. We absolutely have to be better. All right. Looks like we got uh, a guest here. What's up? Thanks for hopping in. Hey, Steph. Hey, I don't know how to say your name. Can you tell me how to say your name? Because I don't want to mess it up. Uh, well, Justin, but Justin. Cubs through EB. Yeah, Justin. Got it. Well, welcome to the show, Justin. What's on your mind? I'm really, really okay with this loss. I didn't like how it looked. I didn't like the idea of, of losing necessarily, but I really did not want to them going stale in the next two games, especially the Rams game. It's that whole rest versus rust thing that everybody talks about. And, and that, I was afraid of that. So of all games that we were going to lose, we only have to uh, win two. I wanted it to be the last two. And it's good that they got punched in the mouth. That's the best part. They got punched in the mouth. I want them to get mad. I want them to get furious. I want them just do it. And everybody bashing on Brock, that bothers me in the sense of, okay, if all four interceptions, yes, they count. Yes, they count. But if all four of them looked like the first, then I would be concerned. The fact that only the first one looked as horrible as it did, but listening to Kyle, he didn't seem too uh, bothered, hot and bothered by the other three but if all four of them had looked that way then i would be uh you know breaking uh uh fire extinguishers and what have you but they were just that stuff happens and it happens on our side too that's fair you're right the niners linebackers and safeties have gotten tipped balls on interceptions that is absolutely fair 100 percent. and by the way matthew stafford won a super bowl at the rams and led the league in interceptions the the other the thing about interceptions that you have to realize is, yes, they hurt. But if you're also scoring touchdowns and, and scoring points, they hurt way less. The problem was not only did Brock throw four interceptions, the rest of the offense didn't do anything. And so they look especially glaring. It's true. Uh, Carol had a, had a nice game. That was fun to watch at, at the beginning. You know, I think everybody's heart rate went uh, sky high during those moments. Uh, CMC did his thing. I think we all had moments throughout. It just was, it was very inconsistent, but credit to the Ravens. The Ravens played a good game. I mean, that, that kind of thing happens. Um, we had, you know, a good game against, uh, Philadelphia. We had a good game against Dallas. We had a good game against Jacksonville. We had good, we got a lot of good games, more good than bad. And so, you know, this one was hard to watch on Christmas, but there's no, there's no sounding the sirens right now. I completely agree, Justin, and thank you so much for hopping in. I really appreciate it. Um, the Niners have played their best against their best opponents this year. Against Dallas, they dominated. Against Philly, they dominated. Against Jacksonville, at the time, that was looking like one of the better teams in the AFC. They dominated. They didn't play their best against this top opponent. But you know what? The three out of the four toughest games on their schedule, the Niners didn't just show up. The Niners annihilated the competition. That's still the mark of a really good team. I get, I get the consternation. I understand the frustration, the sadness, and the anger. I, I'm there with you. I, I totally get it. But again, I, I think that we still have to keep in mind what's ahead of the 49ers. And what's ahead is potentially two more victories, the number one seed, and I'll take my chances. You tell me the Niners get the bye coming out of the playoffs against whoever's in the NFC, and I'll say bring it on. Because I still think they're the best team in the league. I think they're the best team in the league. When they play their best, nobody beats them. They didn't play their best on Monday. They didn't play anywhere close to their best, and that's why they got whooped. 
That's absolutely why they got whooped. Lots of people like James in the chat. Lots of trolls. The Ravens are the problem for the soft 49ers. Yeah, the Niners are so soft. How about when Marlon Humphrey tried to slam into Debo Samuel? And what happened? Debo just bounced off him and gained six more yards. Like, no, the Niners aren't soft, okay? You won one football game. The Niners have proven who they are. They have proven who they are. They're clearly not soft. Again, the trolls are out. That's cool. The trolls are out, but there's a reason the 49ers are in the driver's seat. There's a reason the 49ers control their own destiny. It's because they've been the best team up to this point, and they can prove it going forward. That's a wrap on this edition of the show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to Justin for calling in. Hopefully, we get more call-ins. Uh, this was sort of a weird show because Jason had to had to bail at the last minute. I uh, hope his daughter is feeling better and okay. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the little bell. You'll get notified every time we go live. We are live every single weekday. You can hear us on 95.7 The Game, uh, 8 a.m. Sunday mornings. Me and Levin and hopefully Michelle Majuk this week as well. Live on 95.7 The Game. It's not a, a um, podcast. It's a new show original content so please listen if you're in the bay area or you can listen online and of course rate review and follow the gold standard podcast network thank you thank you thank you everybody go niners don't worry they can restore order next week get through this week and of course we'll see next week against the commanders and hopefully we'll all be feeling a lot better enjoy the rest of your tuesday hope you have a good holiday everybody Mm -hmm.